my friends, Pastor Daryl here, and thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Hey, Walk in Faith, Not in Fear. This is, I believe, episode 17, so slowly but surely I'm moving ahead and growing in podcast and hopefully a little more, I don't know, the word I'm looking for, I hate to say professional, but uh, I'm learning as I go. Thank God for that. Thank God for using me. Thank God for everything, but uh, I got to start off today again simply by just going to the Lord and giving him thanks. So let's, let's do that right now. Dear Lord God, again, I just give you all the praise and glory and honor. Thank you for using me in this opportunity to maybe bring forth your word, Lord God, to help edify, encourage, uh, maybe give somebody a little bit of a, a direction. And I pray you use this in a way that will bring honor unto you and maybe help somebody come to the saving grace of your son, Jesus Christ. Again, I praise you in all in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. You know, uh, I got a serious word I want to talk about today, but I guess I, I guess I'm pumped up from yesterday. I ain't gonna lie. This is Monday morning. I'm recording for my, you know, our, the church here, and I do it on Monday mornings, and I usually like to do it following Sunday service. I'll come in and either build off of what I preached on, or or just come in here and reflect and kind of go over some things. Well, anyway, yesterday was a beautiful day. I got to tell you, weather was nice wasn't too hot, wasn't too blistery, it was calm, cool, and beautiful, but the best part of the day was we did baptisms yesterday out to a friend's pond, and we baptized 19 souls, and I was so, so, so blessed to be a big part of that. You know, originally I called a friend and said, hey, can we use your pond to come out? I had a few people that was at the church that wanted to get baptized, so I put it out, and it went from three people to 19 in just a matter of a few days. So praise God. Thank you. Thank you for uh, opening hearts to what you have. And thank you for uh, opening people's hearts to let us use what they had. And uh, thank you for using me as a tool. It was just a blessing. I was so blessed. And I just kind of been got my God fix, if you will. I got my high. And uh, and I've been, I've been living off that for a few days, you know. And today I sitting here and I picked up my Bible and it fell open and actually fell open into Revelation so I started thumbing through that and uh, I remember a while back I had give a word out of uh, Revelation, well we preached the whole book of Revelation a while back for about nine months straight, each week was something different, different chapter and everything but uh, one that stuck out to me and I read it, I read it yesterday I read it, or I mean today, I'm sorry and uh, I want to I wanna reread it to you right now and I kind of want to talk about it a little bit so if this Today, I don't know if you would consider this being uh, for the faint of heart, but we're going we're gonna to see where it goes. I'm going to just follow whatever the Lord gives me, and today might be a little bit of a rant and rave. I don't know, but let's see where we go here. It's actually going to be out of Revelation 20, and I'm going to read verses 11 through 15. It says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth into the heaven fled away, and there was, there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And books were opened. Another book was opened, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things that were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in it. And they were judged, each one according to their works, to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I think I'm going to stop right there for a minute. Just kind of listen up if you would. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I'm hoping you don't want to end up as near 
food for worms or fertilizers, fertilizer for flowers in a forgotten grave, all right? You'll be in one of two places after you take your, your last breath, and you will face Sovereign Lord either as a Savior or a judge. I want to talk a few minutes about some facts. See, the Bible declares and affirms that we are only two places where your soul can go after death. See, friends, either you will be in heaven with God, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the redeemed of all history, or you will be in hell with the devil and his angels and the wicked to be tormented throughout eternity. You know, I was sitting here thinking just now, I thought to myself, man, if I was going to entitle this this uh, this sermon or this, this speak today, I would call it Hell No or uh, maybe which way did he go? I don't know. But either way, that just hit me. I'm sorry. Well, anyway, see, you can forget right now about the hope of this reincarnation. Purgatory does not exist. Nirvana does not exist. There is no carnal idea of paradise with virgins at your beck and call. No mere end of life in a grave pushing up daisies until this world quits revolving millions of years from now. See, the guru or the shaman who taught you or teaches you that you will have all these these spiritual guides, if you will, uh, uh, to, to usher you into this this next higher plane of consciousness, gives you pretty words and boosts your ego. That's it, nothing else. Understand, my friends, you're going to come to an end of your life through some means at a time, probably at a time you may not even expect. The question is whether or not you are prepared when that time comes. Whether you like it or not, and some might even find this offensive, narrow-minded, and intolerant. Oh, well, the fact is that the Sovereign Lord, creator and sustainer of all life and design, has provided only one way by which you can be given eternal life, peace, and redemption for, for, from your sin and rebellion against him. And that's through his son, Jesus Christ. That's it, period. Nothing else. It does not matter that, uh, what the smiling Colgate boys behind their TV puppets or stages tell you. All of your good thoughts, your possibility thinking, your best life, power, positivity, or the idea that you are blessed and highly favored or a champion, that flies right out the window when, you, when, you, when you're hit with the biblical reality of just who you are in God's sight. Friends, you will never in your own strength or ability ever be able to make yourself right or acceptable towards him, our Lord God. Redemption and salvation is of him, the Lord alone, and is done so on his terms. You know, Psalms 37, 39 says, But the salvation of the righteousness is from the Lord. He is their strength in their time of trouble. I think it's Isaiah 25, 9 says, And it will be said that, that day, that in that day, behold, this is your God. We have waited for him. We'll be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Hmm. See, we can embrace Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior right now. Or we can reject his offer of salvation and go our own way. See, I, I got to tell you, though, see, I'm bound as a minister of the gospel by, by the decree of God and his word to warn you that you will face what you will face at the end of your life should you continue to turn down this gift of mercy and grace. You see, you will end up, I'm going to tell you straight, you will end up in hell. 
And I don't apologize for saying that, nor will I tell you something else to make you feel better. Understand, you will be in, in, in a horrid place of eternal fire and punishment for your wickedness and rebellion against God. Is it Matthew 25, 41 says, And then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil as eight angels. And if, if you, I think it's a little bit farther down. I think it's verse 46 where it says, And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous, the righteous into eternal life. Wow. See, hell is also described as a place of, uh, I think it's Matthew 8 where it talks about outer darkness. And then in Revelation 19, it talks about the lake of fire. Again, understand, you will end up in hell. And you're there when you do. Understand this too. You're there for good. You don't go and visit for a week or two and then come home. You are there. Hell was originally designed <coughs> by God to be a place of punishment and wrath against the devil and his angels for their rebellion against him. And from the onset of history, if you will. It's your foolish and irresponsible decision that will place you there with them because you, well, because you and the majority of humanity who thought the same thing, well, they all rejected the free offering of salvation through Jesus Christ. And now if this pertains to anyone I'm talking to today, anyone out here listening today, if this pertains to you, you might want to change your mind. You might want to do it now. For those who persist in this unbelief, I need to tell you what to expect. And I'm talking possibly in the near future, according to the Bible prophecy and what you will face. See, one day, like I said, maybe not too far in the future, the Lord's going to appear in the clouds to be announced by a trumpet, the archangel. Actually, you know what? Hold on a minute. I'm going to read you something. Let me find it here real quick. I'm sorry. Let me, let me look here. Uh, I'm looking for first First Thessalonians 4. Let me read you this real quick. Just four or five verses. It says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. Let you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who slept in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that you who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means persuade those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them, them into the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. Praise God. Thank you for that. See, see, uh, this is known as the caught up or the called out, if you will. Some of it, re some refer to this as the rapture of the church. You know, in Revelation 3, in verse 10, it says, Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. And it goes on in 11, it says, Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. Wow. See, now, if you've given your life to Christ before this happens, well, you're going to depart this world with your brethren in Christ. Okay? If not... You're going to be left behind to endure this, this, this approaching judgment and wrath of God, dealing with the horrors of this unbridled evil that we, we call the tribulation. You know, you, you can see about the tribulation. Back up and read Revelation. I think it's chapter 6 through 18. Describes it all about the, the scrolls and the seals, everything we're going to face. Well, we, everything that's going to be faced. Let's put it that way, all right? 
There will be witness to the arrival of an individual on the international scene, and his associates will both appear to bring order and peace to the world a- after the chaos that will occur after the, the, the rapture or the called out or the caught up, however you want to look at it. See, note, this will take some time for this to be fulfilled uh, to, to, be, to its full effect. Let me put it that way. And, and this man will, will, will propose and get the approval of other leaders from the global government and a universal currency along with a unifying religious system that will satisfy everyone. It talks about this periodically throughout. You can find it in Daniel, Thessalonians, 1 John, 2 John, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. I'm going to say five, maybe six spots just in Revelation. See, some mandate that everyone took a mark. Let me go to that part. Let me, let me talk about that here. We talk about the mark of the beast, if you will. Everyone was going to take this mark on the head or the right hand to show their allegiance and devotion to him. Anyone refusing will be considered an enemy of the state, hunted down and put to death. Wow. So, we have a choice. Either you place your faith in Jesus Christ, faith, death, and receive eternal life, or we take the mark and condemn yourself to hell. It's real simple. Uh, There's no turning back regardless of what decision you make at that time. The recipient, recipient of the mark, okay? I will undergo severe judgments, physical uh, uh, agonies, attacks from demons, and will, will blasphemy God in their misery. But you got to understand, there will be an immense number of people who will turn to Christ from salvation at that time. It talks about this in Revelation 7, 11, 14. See, the Spirit of God will be on, it talks about the 144,000 Jewish men from each tribe of Israel to, to preach the gospel worldwide, along with the work of an angel and two witnesses in Jerusalem who will demonstrate their power of God to an unbelieving world. Many tribulation saints will be martyred. The Antichrist, you know, the big man in charge then, or so he thinks, if you would, and his associate, this, this false prophet, will unmercifully and continually persecute both Jews and Christians, desiring that they, they all be killed. And just when all seems hopeless, the Lord will return in triumph and glory to, to rescue his people and destroy his enemies. Wow. He will cast the Antichrist and his false prophet into the lake of fire alive, bind Satan and cast him into his bottomless pit, and then rule and reign from Jerusalem in a reborn, renewed world with a role with him for a thousand years. Again, Isaiah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Acts, Peter, Revelation, all talks about this. Praise God. If you are one of the saved in Christ now, you are heirs with him in the coming eternal kingdom. However, However, if you have decided to walk away from Jesus and his offer of mercy, well, then this is your approaching eternal fate. You know, I, I read from uh, Revelation 20, actually. I read, uh, I'm going to read it again, but I'm going to back up now, people. Hold on, give me a second here. Uh, I am going to back up, and I want to read you the first three verses of Revelation 20 here. Let me find it here. I should have been more... It says, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottom of the pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid a hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottom of the pit and shut him up, and set, him a, set a seal on him, so that he should deceive the nations no more till a thousand years were finished. 
but after these things he must be released for just a little while. See, see, the devil will be bound during this millennial reign of Christ, but will be briefly released to, to, to lead this one final rebellion against God, which probably, in all honesty, is going to end as soon as it begins. But then if you read on a little bit more here, let me read just a few more if you don't mind. I'm going to read you verses 7 through 10. It says, Now, when a thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and go out to deceive the nations which were four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to, to gather together to battle those number is as the sand of the sea. They went up to the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. Those those who were born and chose to reject Christ during this time will, will, will join will join the rebellion and immediately face eternal destruction along with every unsaved person who ever lived, great or small. You're going to be in this group and will be will face the Lord. Uh, let me say let me say it this way: You're going to be in this group. You will face the Lord Jesus Christ as the final judge of history and humanity. There will be no defense attorneys, no plea bargains, no place to hide, no opportunities to make amends. Simple. This judgment will determine the degree of your eternal punishment. You will face, well, yeah, again, you're going to face this punishment, and there will be no re, uh, retrial or dismissal due to some technological mishap. Here, here are the groups of the damned of whom will accompany to the lake of fire. You know, Revelations 21, 8 says, There will be those who were openly agnostic towards God and were rebellious enemies of the gospel who cursed Christ during a lifetime. Apathetic shows no interest or enthusiasm or concern. You know, it talks in Luke, actually, Hebrews, that there will be those who are apathetic towards the things of God, allowing the message of the gospel to fall on deaf ears and were more concerned with the affairs of the world and showing no interest in, in, in spiritual truths. Matthew 24, 12 says, There will be the immoral, not caring one way or another about the issues of right and wrong, and who are focused on themselves over the welfare of others. Hear me, people. Please listen to what I'm saying. Romans 1, it talks about this. 1 Corinthians talks about this. The preserver the pre pres will be there, such as the degenerates who peddled pornography, sex trafficking, child abuse, pedophilia, all the attempts to hide it from the public, along with anyone who practiced perverse lifestyles that were in direct violation with God's law. They're all going to be standing there. You know, it also talks about the religious people, the, the ones who faithfully attended worship services, if you would. You know, put on the show. But none of these had an authentic faith in Jesus Christ. They had been false converts who had been paid up to the service of the Lord but did not live a dedicated life to him. We see that in Matthew 7, Mark 7, Luke 6, Titus 1, all this. Listen to me, my friends. Everyone here will be shown their works and will be listed in God's records, works and deeds. All right? Death and Hades will no longer be needed nor wanted, both cast into the lake of fire along with the devil and his demons for eternity. You will be judged and found guilty along with all the others, and you will be thrown into the lake of fire to suffer forever. 
you will have seen Jesus' face for the last time and feel the wrath of God for all of the times. The eternity of misery and torment will never see a reprieve. Hmm. And a time of rest you will never remember. That you could avoid it. Let me say this. A time of rest you may never remember, but also understand you could have avoided this if only you have turned to Christ. You know, 2 Corinthians 6, 2, it says, He tells us, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in a day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Friends, hmm. let me close with this right here. Forsake your sins, turn away from your wicked and rebellious behavior, and come to Christ today for salvation. For salvation, mercy, grace, and peace. You have no guarantee tomorrow. Your eternal future rests on what you do with Jesus today. Please take to heart what I said and think about this. Amen. Bye for now.